This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Sorry for the voice. Just got home uh, from the flight back from Seattle. Got the studio and everything set up, working right. At least I hope I do. Um, And man, I I was just, the whole plane ride, I was like, man, I want to get home and record. I want to get home and record. I want to get home and record. We had the post-victory kind of video that we did just from the stands. But it was celebration mode, you know, and so like that was a short one. We didn't bring a lot of like analytics or takes away from that. That was just I really wanted people to be a part of the celebration. I I understand that not everybody gets to travel to these games in the middle of the week. It's expensive. I understand all those things. So, you know, the whole goal was bring the people that can't come to the stadium to the stadium with us. And I hope we achieve some of that. Um, But. Man, here it is. Division champs, baby. And so I wanted to jump on here, go through some grades. Uh, You know, I was able to, thankfully, Southwest, uh, they were playing the game (laughs) on uh, NFL Network. So I got to rewatch the game, the broadcast view, because we were at the game. And so it was nice. So I've already got to go through it twice. Film breakdowns and all that kind of stuff will be coming up uh, for sure soon. Uh, And, man, here's the cool thing. We went from (laughs) getting – Six Patreon videos done in two days to now we've got a little bit of time. Uh, We get to kind of enjoy this win, which is important because I didn't feel like we got to enjoy the win uh, because it was such a short week against, you know, Tampa Bay and the Bucks. It just went so quick, man. It just went so quick. Uh, What's up, Devin? He says, uh, thanks for getting us that win. I do my part. Um, I I will say this. I, I think for... I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, I did consume lots of adult beverages with lots of amazing people. It was incredible, the turnout we had. We had over 250 people show up to our tailgate party, which was crazy. I mean, I don't know. This was, That was my first game at Lumen Field in Seattle. I don't ever recall feeling or seen that much red there um i don't know let me ask you guys the ones that perhaps you didn't go like did was it noticeable the amount of niners fans that showed up to that game because we were surrounded by niners fans we were like we were high-fiving everybody um and the one thing that i do have to give credit to because you guys i'm a talker right i i yell i get a little you know (laughs) whatever like i'm a fan i'm going to be a fan at the game and a lot of times you know, you get chirping back and forth between the home fans and Niners fans, whatever. Man, Seattle fans, the people that were around us, the whole city, no issues. Like, I hate Seattle. <laughs> I really don't like them at all. Their fans and their stadium, they were on point, man. They were 
no altercations. It was just a really good, healthy back and forth. I was surprised by that. Um, and so shout out to them. But yeah, I'm curious. Throw up in the chat. Like, let me know. Like, did it seem like there was a lot more presence of 49ers fans? Because it just keeps growing. Everywhere I go, I feel the same way after every game. It's like, man, there are Niners fans everywhere. And everybody makes the same comments. Man, you guys really showed up. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Jack, what's up, my good friend, my Kansas City guy? He says, John, I wasn't a Purdy believer, but I've been one over. Three in a row is a fact. We on the West with the third string rookie quarterback. It's a Christmas miracle. Jack was one of the very first people to reach out to me. And right as soon as Jimmy went down, Jack was in a dark place. And that's okay. <laughs> that's what we're here for sometimes to talk back and forth and Every single game, he shows up afterwards and changes his opinions. Like, that's the thing, right? We all have our takes. We all have our feelings about certain players. I'm wrong all the damn time. But as you get more information, that this is a credit to Jack and to good people everywhere, you, you're allowed to change opinions. You're allowed to change opinions. You're allowed to. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate the generosity in the super chat, but also uh, appreciate your friendship and just getting to know you over these last couple of years. We hung out in Chicago, man. We had a good time. We had a good time there. Um, oh, what's up, Matthew? Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the gift. He said, thanks for the awesome coverage of our team. Why does it seem like Shanahan trusts Purdy more than any other quarterback he's had with the Niners? He does. He really, really does. Um, and it's weird because if you go back to the Tampa Bay game, First four plays were pass plays. First four plays were pass plays, and some of them were like a freaking all-out zero blitz. And he didn't care. He just kept throwing it, kept throwing it, kept throwing it. This week, you know, it's been talked about a lot, I'm sure. He didn't attempt one pass in practice. Not one. Not one. Brock Purdy all week. It was a short week. Goes out there. I mean, fake, fake, boom. Uh, hits Kittle for the wide open touchdown. Uh, well, it wasn't, he was wide open, but then Kittle had to fight for the touchdown, had forced two missed tackles. But it's weird, right? Like, so why is that? Let, let's, let's focus on that, Matthew. Thank you for your question. Why? Okay. Why does Kyle Shanahan trust Brock Purdy so damn much? Well, this was a clip from last week that I had starred, and this is one of my main takeaways, not necessarily for this game. This is one of my main takeaways, not from this week, not from last week, but from the three weeks this Brock Purdy experiment's going on. Listen to Kyle Shanahan explain himself. I mean, he's showing all of us this a bunch. I mean, it's not in, out in the games, but just how he's been since he's been here, he's, he's been extremely consistent. He hasn't had many too, too many ups and downs. Um, he's always, you know, in the preseason, he had a fight just to get each to get more reps every day, and um, we didn't go into it expecting. I mean, he would have been our number two going into this year if um, we didn't get Jimmy there at the end, um, and we didn't expect that going into it. And for him to be able to do that and win that job was impressive. And um, then just him going out now, I'm just happy that um, he was able to go out there and perform at the level a lot of us thought that he was capable of. And, I mean, I know the players felt that way, the coaches felt that way, and guys played really good around him too. And uh, I was just happy for him because it's um, kind of what we see from him. Consistency. Um, and, again, you know, I, I go back very similar to Jack was saying a while ago. Like, my draft evaluation write-up I think was probably similar to a lot of people's in the NFL community, that's not a flex. I'm saying why I got it wrong is why I think a lot of other people got it wrong was he was so streaky. He was so streaky. He was either red hot or he was ice cold. And whenever he got cold, it just like waterfalled off a cliff. Like, okay, you're costing the game right here. Haven't seen that. I mean, he's protecting the ball. There was one pass that should have been picked off by Quandre Diggs. They didn't take advantage of that. We scored right next, right after that. Um, what, no, we didn't score right after that. We punted it. Then they fumbled it. Then we scored right after that. So it was like a four or five play quick transition turnaround where if that interception would have taken place, it was a 7-3 game. They would have been, you know, at midfield. Like, But that's just the reality of the situation. You got to capitalize on those mistakes. You got to. Um, and, yeah, Back to this idea of Kyle trusting Purdy more than others. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not a consistent quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is great. And if he was the quarterback for the 49ers for the long term, I would be very, very happy. I don't think that's going to take place. I didn't think it was going to take place after he got in, uh, before he got injured. The problem was the lack of mobility was an issue. And it just, again, what was it? Three, he made it three starts, three starts in a row without throwing an interception. I think he got to four if you count the game that he got injured. That's the best of his career. Brock Purdy's at three games now without an interception, and he just started. So when Kyle doesn't have to worry about what's going to happen in the negative on a play, it just you get to relax your shoulders. There was one point in the game where we back, they had a great punt, and we were backed up, I think, on like the one-and-a-half or the two-yard line. And I turned to Wayne, and I was sitting with Wayne and Vicky. If you come to any of our events, you'll know Vicky. She's like my work wife. She She's incredible. Um, it, we were hanging out, and I turned to him, and I go, man, I am so thankful Jimmy Garoppolo is not our quarterback right now for this play, for this series, just because the safeties were burned into my brain from earlier in the season. And sure enough, look what he called. He called like a play-action rollout in the end zone, Kyle Shanahan did, and handled his business. Got a couple first downs, got some room, flip field position, and everything went well. Like, and so like, okay, let's, let's flip it there to talk about Jimmy, because if you look at Jimmy, it's basically the same play call in Denver where he got the safety, just walked out of the back of the end zone and threw a pick six. Thankfully the safety wiped it out somehow. Anyway, that's the lowest point of this year for me. I was so pissed off that, that game, but so I guess he did trust Jimmy. It's just Jimmy didn't earn or keep that maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll also say this. Teams continue to do the same thing defensively to try to stop the 49ers. And that is five and six man fronts. And so whenever you, Kyle Shanahan could be calling a run play, there no that could be on there. But every single time they break the huddle, they have two plays. We could switch it to a pass. We could flip it to the other side, right? That's the can-can and whatever else. So Kyle could be calling straight runs, but because we're getting all these you know five, six-man fronts, He's checking out of it. And there's a lot of audibles. That's one thing I'm going to add into my notes uh, whenever I go through the Patreon film breakdown. Just to go through and see, like, okay, how many audibles is this kid calling? Because he seems comfortable as hell. But Shanahan said he's got full access. You know, he, he's got everything that Trey had, everything that Jimmy had, and all that stuff. And, and I understand the conversation, who's the starter next year? Who's the starter next year? Again, my I'm, I'm staying with this take. I don't care. I don't care right now. Enjoy this. Be in this moment. Now, it's fine to debate those things. I'm not saying that's a bad act in and of itself. But, I mean, with every game that continues to go like this, that meter, man, it's 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 tipping. <laughs> it's tipping all the way over to party time for a long time. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I, said, I think I said this on one of the shows. I don't know if I was a guest on somebody else's show. I'm 100% a Trey Lance fan. Like, I don't think there's anybody that likes Trey Lance more than me. But, but I hope Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the next decade. I really do. And I don't, I don't think it's a question of either or. We've seen so many quarterbacks. We're going to be lucky enough to have these guys, both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, as our quarterbacks for a long time. And that makes me happy. You got two 22-year-old quarterbacks. Now, Here's a question I want to get to, and I want you guys to answer this. Then I'm going to go back through some of your comments. Clayton's working uh, right now, so uh, he, it's just me, so I apologize about that. But, you know, here's my question. If Brock Purdy, if we all knew what Brock is now before the draft, where does Brock Purdy get drafted? Not by the 49ers. I'm saying where should he have been slated now, right? So let's say everybody understands now and he's going to be in the draft. You put him back in the draft last year. Where should he have gone knowing what we know now? That's uh, that's one that I want to uh, entertain. So put it in there because I don't know. I want to see what y'all say first. I want to see what y'all say first. Uh, Daryl, what's up, man? Appreciate the uh, gift. He says, Grindmaster JC, let's go, baby. Yeah, man. I, I, it's a lot of work putting on the events, 
but they're so energizing. You, I met so many great people. I, I could literally list so many, um, just great connections that I made with amazing people. And whether we were at the stadium and people were like, oh, there's John and Wayne, and we would take pictures and get to know him a little bit, or they came out to our events. It was awesome. And it's exhausting. If you don't understand, like, we got to get there like three and a half hours early, get set up. We got to tear down all that stuff. But the energy, the vibe of the community, it's so freaking awesome. And I'm going to say this again. We we had 250 people at our Thursday party. We had about 150 with the Seattle Faithful chapter the day before the party. We do these parties at bars and events and whatever, and alcohol is involved and whatever else. We've never had an issue. We're on like event number 18. No issues, um, which is crazy to me because usually in those types of settings, that's not the way it goes. But the community of people that continue to come out and support, I don't know, man. Like-minded people that want to get together and have fun, there's not going to be any issues. And there hasn't been. And I'm very, very thankful for that. I hope that streak continues. <laughs> oh, what's up? Speaking of great people, Nick, what's up, my friend? Thank you for the gift. He says, John, what's up? Glad to have you and the team representing in every road game. Amazing. We won the division in Seattle. I'm still on cloud nine. I love it. Stay faithful. I love it. Nick is such a good dude. Appreciate your generosity. He's even holding the UK faithful flag that our good buddy Lee gave us. Uh, that is awesome, man. That's so cool. Thank you, Nick. Really, really appreciate it. And so, yeah, let's get to some of these uh, comments about, you know, everything about who, what it looked like on the broadcast. JD says, you could tell on the broadcast by the noise level how many 49ers fans there were. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were the 49ers on the sideline. Like every third down, they turn around and like start doing this. And, man, we were doing defense chants. We were doing all that stuff. We were getting loud. Really felt like, you know, Stuff was – it was strong there. It was strong there. Melissa says the entire bottom ring was mostly red. That's where we were. We got really good seats. Very, very thankful. Uh, ben says, surprised how much red I saw on TV. Yes. I freaking love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. And Melissa, yeah, she says, uh, I think the, the comment I said earlier about how Seattle fans were actually really, really awesome, uh, at least my experience, um, she says she's going to forever hate the 12s for what they did to Bowman. I was pretty hot then too. Yeah, Bowman was my favorite player um, in the NFL that year. For a long time, he was. And when they when the injury happened, okay, injuries happen. Whatever, it was dirty. We got screwed over on the fumble, whatever else. But then throwing stuff on an injured player, and I always try my hardest to tell myself I don't do very well at this live reaction. To tell myself it's a couple drunk morons. That's not everybody, but I usually. I, I get pretty hot and I like try to I lump everybody together, which is not healthy, but uh, it's it's just I, I do that. I do that sometimes. Um, but yeah, and dude, it the when Kittle was running to score, uh Big Papa says the volume went up. It got loud in there, man. And you know, obviously they had way more fans, it's their home stadium, but it was loud, man. It was loud. I freaking loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Now, back to this question of where would Brock Purdy go if he went back into this draft? He went 262. And look at these questions right here. We got fourth overall. Melissa says second overall. Third overall. I freaking love it. Pittsburgh should have took him in the first round. Yeah, I think he's better than Pickett, too. And very similar skill set. Uh, Pickett's bigger but not by much, not by much. Nick says third round, uh, fourth. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. What's up, David? How you doing? We got third overall. I like this second round. We got him 262. And, you know, one of the main critiques, and maybe it's not a critique anymore, was, oh, man, you got all these draft picks you missed on, and everybody wants to talk about third round running backs and whatever else. But I'm telling you this, like, it doesn't matter – what you spend your picks on as long as you get the production that you want. So here, here's what I'm saying about that. Like you can focus on Trey Sermon or, or you can focus on Elijah Mitchell because you've got the running back that you wanted. Elijah Mitchell's better than a third round running back. Yeah. The injuries suck, but that's okay. Now again, look at this <laughs> from fatal. Excuse me. You could focus on TDP or or you can focus on your boy Mason. 
right? That's the idea behind this. Like you are getting the running back production that you wanted with that third round pick last year and this year. It's just not the guy that we thought it was. I got to get a drink of water real quick. I'll be right back. Best way to support the show, as always, Patreon, baby. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49 podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. All right. Love it. But, yeah, so – Back to this 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 idea, what are you? Are you a glass half full or half empty guy or girl or whatever? Because you're going to find what you want if in, in NFL teams. Now, whenever you get into the context of other teams, look at other teams. Nobody has a deep roster like us, maybe the Eagles. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams. Maybe the Eagles. We're on our third damn quarterback. We're on our third quarterback. And we're still blowing people out on the road. Places we have not historically won at, right? So you could talk about like Trey Lance, however your feelings are for him, whatever. I would do that again if I could guarantee to get this production from our quarterback position with Brock Purdy. I don't know if I'm making sense there, right? Like I'm trying to say... This front office and coaching staff has done an incredible job. I'm talking coach of the year type job with how they have gotten Brian Greasy's incredible, by the way. Um, how they've gotten Purdy ready, how Jimmy turned around and was having his best year. Trey, we got to see what five quarters, yeah. Um, first four weren't great, but whatever, we'll, we'll just have to hold off on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have, Nick, right here. You know, good problem to have both of them on rookie contracts for the next two years for sure. Uh, I think we got three because you got Trey Lance. This is his second year, so he's got two more. And then and then the fifth-year option, if you wanted to do that, then this is, you know, Brock's first year. He's got three more. So, yeah, you're right. Two more years for sure. After that, we'll have to wait and see. Great problems to have. Um, great problems to have. Ooh, I like this question. Willie. What's up, man? I haven't seen you in the chat before, so I'm very glad that you are here. Uh, he says, hey, John, if Purdy wins out, is there a possibility for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, there is because the the front runners for Offensive Rookie of the Year kind of fell off, right? Um, you had the running back, Brees Hall, yeah, for the Jets, seemed like a short shot. He got injured. Kenneth Walker stepped up big, got injured, came back, didn't do anything in this game. It's going to be hard because they usually vote for these awards a little too early. So I doubt it. But, man, he should be in the conversation at least. And it, it's that's a weird one. That is a weird one. Um, but he should be. He sure as hell should be. Name another offensive rookie. I think you got Chris Olave. He's been doing really, really well. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Bomber T, look at this. Purdy might be the best quarterback for Shanahan's system. I love it. The positive comment, my friend. Appreciate that, Bomber. A lot of times he comes in and is yelling at us, uh, but I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Not that you, you could be right. So far, you are right. Small sample size, but it's a great. The results um, are absolutely incredible. I'll look at B&D uh, Gaming Channel. He says, the roar when Mason iced the game with a long run almost brought me to tears. You know, by that point, everybody was still there. You know, people weren't leaving. After that run, people were leaving. Um, and it was the end of the game. But holy freaking cow. I really thought Mason was going to get more touches. But the dude just keeps making them count. There's no doubt about it. Man, let's go through these grades because I think this tells the story too. This is pro football focus. Uh, George Kittle was first with a 91.9. Holy freaking cow. George Kittle... I love that he is getting so much attention uh, and focus. 
you know, Debo leaves, and you knew somebody was going to take those those electric plays, right? Was it going to be Ayuk? Was it going to be Jennings? Like, who was going to get it? It was Kittle. Five targets, four catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns. He had that 54-yard touchdown, which was just incredible. He was so freaking great, man. Uh, not only was he incredible with, you know, the passing, right? He had the highest passing grade at 90.2. He also had the highest run block grade, 87.3. Um, Trent Williams is second with an 84.7 run blocking grade. And, that, and that's the thing that I keep going back to. Kittle is there. And yeah, we all want the targets. I wish he got more targets. I really, really do. But he's so amazing in the run game. Like, he doesn't take plays off. He's just, and, and I know we all know this. We talk about it all the time. But whenever you get these games where he just goes out and dominates in the passing uh, level of the game and the run, like, he is just an A++ player. No matter. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply or what the hell you're doing. He's so consistent, man. Ah. <sighs> In the back of my mind, I go back and I hear these voices. Man, we should trade Kittle. Man, I'm tired of Kyle Shanahan. Man, why does the blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, why don't y'all just wait a little bit and like chill out a little bit? And here we are. Now we fast forward. Nobody's saying to trade Kittle. Nobody's saying Kyle Shanahan sucks. Nobody's mad at John Lynch for a third-round running back. I'm sure some people are. But I don't know how you can whenever you got the results. You just won seven games. You're the first team in the NFL to lock up your freaking division. Like, do we? how did we forget last year? We're 3-5 and five last year. Everybody's pissed. We're 3-4 and four this year. Everybody pissed. Look at us now. Look at us now. Ah, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just like... Part of me is like, can we please remember this moment? We start slow. Next year, guess what? Probably going to be some issues. It's the NFL. But just wait. Just wait. Just wait. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Um, now, George Kittle's number one. Guess who's number two? Come on, baby. J.P. Mason. Uh, he has been in the top three every single game that he has got offensive snaps. Now, he only played seven snaps, <laughs> but he got a 91.4 grade. The dude just, I I wish I need more cowbell. <laughs> I wish I had more cowbell. I got a fever. <laughs> and the only cure, it's more cowbell. It's Jordan Mason. Um, at some point, somebody 
is going to get through Shanahan's, like, you know, head and be like, dude, just play this kid a little bit more. And, you know, again, Christian McCaffrey's been unreal, right? 26 carries, 108 yards, one touchdown. Uh, six catches on eight targets for 30 yards. Incredible. It's a lot of targets. It's a lot of touches. And, you know, he's got the time, and this was such a big game. But, man, what what did Christian McCaffrey call him? Mariano Rivera, the closer? Uh, and it's coming, man. It's just we all know that it's there. We all know that it is there. And, you know, Mark, he says that whole open up for Mason's game ceiling run was amazing. Team willed that win. And all he needed was one first down. But instead, what's he do? He goes for 55. It almost got the touchdown. Um, and, you know, again, you look at his stat line. He had four carries, three missed tackles for, forced. Three. Christian McCaffrey had five missed tackles forced. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy what he's doing. But, yeah, we're, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing the cowbell, baby. Uh, that That's the thing. We, we got to keep doing that. What's up, Perk? Glad to see him in the chat, man. Sorry, I'm, I've been bad on the chat lately. I apologize about that, guys. So what's up? We got we got Josh in here. What's up, my friend? He says, do we sign Gibson for another year? Hell yes. Hell yes, you sign Gibson for another year. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, you do. Big time. Gibson's not going anywhere. Uh, he's not. Jimmy Ward is. Uh, not Gibson. Mosquito Killer said, man, Mason wanted that touchdown so bad, even though that's a no-no. I know. I, I was screaming. Once he broke, I was like, oh, get down, get down, get down. But then I was like, oh, I got you in fantasy. Go, 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 go. <laughs> but, I mean, it was actually the best thing that you're supposed to do. Theoretically, as a coach, and you would spend time with your team and go over stuff like this in those situations, get the first down, get the get down. Because at that point, if you fumble it, even if you score, that gives them time for two possessions, like whatever else, you're supposed to get down. So going out at the one, even though he went out of bounds, that was probably a no-no, but it didn't matter because you just had to nail it. Um, but, yeah, incredible, man. And, and that dude just comes in, and it's just been such a key piece late. Eventually, eventually, eventually he's going to get it. He's going to get those touches. And I'm not... I'm not. I'm just being picky here. I'm just being picky. I think that's all. It's just whenever I see him, uh, Jordan Mason is Brock Purdy to me, and what I mean by that is he's just so damn fun. When 24 goes out onto the field, I get giddy like a schoolgirl because I'm just like somebody about to get somebody about to get punished. You know what I mean? Like I get I get jazzed up. Like he just brings. I don't know. Uh, do you guys? Am I, am I the only one that feels that way? When I see 24 back there, I'm just like. <laughs> like here it comes here comes the pain um and, and so like there's just certain players that just you kind of your your eyes gravitate towards and for him yeah uh it's 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 he he's awesome man um he he's awesome so let, let's go back to these offensive grades i've seen some really good comments that i want to get to and again if you want to comment or question it does help me if you tag me in the chat uh just because the comments are great keep them all coming i appreciate it so much uh, but yeah, please uh, put put my name uh, on there so that I can see it. Staying with the top five, Tyler Croft only fourteen snaps, but had an eighty point nine grade. He was third. Trent Williams fourth. Ray Ray McLeod fifth. He got twenty seven snaps. Thought he played really well. Um, lowest graded players: Burford, Ayuk, and Aaron Banks. Um, but offensively, ten players, ten players, seventy or higher grade, like. For only having 21 points, the offense had a very, very efficient um, kind of – I like everybody just posted positive numbers, which I just love, Abs absolutely love. Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. Now defensively, let's jump over there just real quick. Nick Bosa, man. It's Nick Bosa. It's Nick Bosa. I, I don't know – I don't know what to do about him winning defensive player of the year. It just seems so freaking obvious. And I know I cover the Niners, so like I watch them all the time. He's the best player on the field no matter who they go against. Like if you were saying if John Chapman was doing his top 100 players, right? Nick Bosa's going to it probably go Patrick Mahomes, Nick Bosa. Like, th like, that's it. And I get the quarterback importance level and all those things. 
but there's not another player that is as dominant at their position. And that's the thing. This is a prime position. You got quarterback and defensive end. He's that damn good. He's that consistently good. He had a 90.8 grade, played 51 out of 64 snaps, which is high for him. Six pressures, one sack, two quarterback hits, three hurries, uh, one solo stop, and he had a batted pass. Um, oh, they didn't give him credit uh, for a pass breakup. Oh, batted pass. There it is. Yeah, he he got it there on the official stat sheet. Good. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Scott coming in here hot. I love it. Still pissed about that roughing the passer call. I was upset about, too. I felt like the other calls were much worse. Once we go through it on our Patreon film, um, I'll spend a little bit more time on it. Now, the rule says this, and this has been out there on Twitter, too, like, when they showed the replay in the stadium, I was like, you know what? That's the rule. I don't like the rule. And Nick Bosa in the press conference said, yeah, actually it was. I was supposed to get to the side. You can't tackle them with your body weight on top of them. I know it's getting ridiculous and all those different things, but you can do whatever the hell you want to any other player, but not a quarterback. You got to protect those babies because NFL cares about money more than anything. Uh, that's just the reality that it is, sadly. Um but yeah, I, the other penalties made me mad. I even tweeted out some four-letter words. I apologize to all the kiddos following. Um, it's it's just what it is. Now, staying with uh, the top graded players, Kerry Hyder, revenge game baby, 79.6. He played 23 snaps, played really well. Demo, baby. Look at Josh coming over here. Can't say enough about how Demo has played opposite of Ward. He had a 78.5 grade. Incredible. Demo continues, continues to be so freaking awesome. And again, everybody, like, with the rookies that we have now that don't play, right? Samuel Womack or, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever. Look at the the the, the path that Demo went on to get to where he is. Came out, started a couple games earlier, right? Then got benched last year, and we didn't see him ever again. Didn't see him again. Then he took the job from Samuel Womack. Then Emmanuel Mosley goes down. He bounces outside. He's been playing incredible. We don't know what's going to happen. Samuel Womack is on the exact same career path as Diamador Lenore. He could be the next guy. And I think kind of 49ers are planning on it where, he, you know, Womack's probably going to be starting for Jimmy Ward next year in the slot. So He's been played so well. A third highest rated player tied with Fred Warner. They both have a 78.5 grade. Uh, Charvarius Ward, shout out to him, man. Whew. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, and yeah, right here, Ed, he says, uh, he says, John, Charvarius Ward manhandling Metcalf was legendary. That was fun watching. You know, again, you know, I was live at the thing, and so you could see what was happening. But when they did the mashup on the broadcast, of you know Charvarius Ward and DK Metcalf just going at it, going at it, going at it. Oh man, that was awesome. That was so cool. That was so cool. Um, Talanoa Hufunga, he had a good game, 75.8, did have a dropped interception. Tayshawn Gibson, seventh, Greenlaw, eighth, 73.5, Armstead, ninth. I love Eric Armstead so freaking much. You look at those crucial plays and you could see it. You could see it. One, you just see how big he is. Like you forget, like you, the camera that they show uh, for the broadcast is like up and down, right? Like you're looking down at at, at the players because the cameras are high up there. But whenever you are down, like close to the field, and 91 walks out, you're just like, whoa, that dude is different. Like he's standing there talking to Bosa, and it's like. That guy different, <laughs> and it shows on 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 the field. It shows on tape. Just amazing human. Um, Walter Payton, man of the like th that. Why do I like Kittle so much? Right, because what he does in the pass game and the run game and his attitude and all that stuff. Kittle's probably the most represented jersey out there uh, at most games. Kittle is. He's he's like going to be the face of the freaking NFL one day. Like no doubt about it, or whatever WWE, whatever he wants to do. But you've got somebody that is just positive, 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 positive. And, you know, one of the, like, how do I, I have conversations with myself because I'm just like a, a weirdo. <laughs> and, and like how to phrase things and, you know, I have conversations and topics for this podcast. 
And I, I don't know if this is going to come off the wrong way, and I apologize if it does. Um, oh, what's up, Thomas? He says, Rush Road Trip is the best trip. I love it, Thomas. Thank you, brother. My man. Looking sharp at those glasses, by the way. Um, thank you. If you want a like litmus test of people that like watch and understand football, or at least 49ers, those are the two players that I always ask about. Like, that's who I would tell. I would say, Oh, what are your thoughts on Eric Armstead, Dre Greenlaw, George Kittle? Because if you watch the tape, if you watch the tape, then you understand their impact, right? If you watch the broadcast view and then you check the stat line, it's not telling you the story. Uh, Drake Greenlaw will. Uh, but, like, you you will find out really, really quick if people know what the hell they're talking about. Because if you're one of those people that, like, bashes Greenlaw or, I'm sorry, Armstead on or off the field, like, I, I don't know where you get that from somebody that has such a positive impact play by play by play. I don't know where you, if you talk to the team, Armstead is literally the Walter Payton man of the year, not once, not twice, three years in a row, galvanizing the locker room, right? And I think people got upset at Armstead because of the DeForest Buckner trade, which is ridiculous because they're best freaking friends. <laughs> that was not Armstead's choice. It was John Lynch's choice. It was Kyle Shanahan's choice. And I hate to say this. I'm going to be honest with you. It was the right choice. It was, we can look back on it now. It was the correct choice. Now, am I saying Ken Law was better than Defoe? Hell no, I'm not saying that. I am saying what we've gotten, because again, the trade was a three for one. DeForest Buckner said, I want 20 million at least per year. 49ers said, we can't do that. Find a trade to a team you want. We want a first-round pickback. You find what you want. Go get your contract. Find your team. DeForest Buckner went and found his team, the Colts. Got $22 million a year. Love it. I love seeing people get paid. He orchestrated the whole damn thing. He goes, with that $22 million, they were able to pay Jimmy Ward, long-term deal. They were able to pay Eric Armstead, long-term deal, and draft Javon Kinlaw. Buckner's the best player of those three. There's no doubt about it. But look what Jimmy Ward has brought us these past three years. Look what Eric Armstead has brought us this last three years. Go look at Buckner's stats. He's great. He's the best of those three. But 49ers did right. They did right there. It was the right, it was the right thing um, for everyone. Yeah, Mosquito. Buckner's choice, too. Uh, <laughs> like, he wanted to be here. He could have been here. Armstead's deal was friendly. Jimmy Ward's was all right. But I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I freaking love it. So uh, back to this whole thing. Oh, we got it. Uh, Tommy, what's up here? Uh, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. He says, Armstead said next question. Oh, you're talking about the press conference. Yeah, he didn't want to. I don't want to give that guy any uh, airtime either. Thank you for the gift, my friend. Yeah, and, and I mean, imagine being <laughs> a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, not once, not twice, but three times. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Shaj, thank you, man. Uh, he says, like, subscribe, Patreon. Support the show. Support John. Thank you, my friend. Stay strong and united. I love this. You guys are awesome, man. Come to a road trip party. Share a drink with us. That's what I'm talking about. And if you haven't come to a party, we still got the Vegas one. Um, it, probably not a good idea when my wife picked me up at the airport asking if I could throw some more parties for the playoffs. Probably should have waited a little bit, uh, but she's so freaking awesome. She's incredible. So I'm trying to set something up for the playoffs, at least that uh, first wild card round game, because we'll be hosting that in Santa Clara. Uh, maybe I'll throw a tailgate together like we did um, last time, which was so fun. Got to hang out with Shot J. Uh, so anyway, stay tuned for that. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, you can head over there and get your tickets for the Vegas trip. We've got that set up over there, so that's there. Um, now, let's look at the lowest-graded defenders. Ty McGill got 16 snaps, 36.0 grade. Akeem Spence got 20 snaps, 39.5 grade. That defensive tackle spot is rough. But back to what we were just talking about. They are going to activate 
Well, hold on. Let me use the correct terminology. The 49ers are anticipated to initiate the 21-day practice window for Javon Kinlaw to come off of IR. Now, let's be smart about this and try to try to get this understood and broken down correctly. Josh says, any Patreon dropping today? Josh? No, I just got uh, home from the flight. So I'm going to go spend time with uh, the, the family. We're going to go out tonight and just try to enjoy each other a little bit just because I've been gone. Um, so we're going to go out for dinner and hang out. So no, this was I, – I, I asked my wife if I could jump on right now. She said yes, um, but later on I won't be able to. But trust me, we've got 10 days. I'm going to be able to do a much more thorough, um, spend a little bit more time than normal uh, on these breakdowns. So excited about that because uh, we're going to have time. So sadly, no Patreon dropping today. I apologize, uh, but we, we got you guys. Trust me, we, we got you. So Javon Kinlaw, he's coming back, but understand this. I do not anticipate him getting activated, not this week, not next week. At the end of the, it's a 21-day window. If you look at the Niners' schedule, Right, man, we, we don't play till next Saturday, we play Christmas Eve, then we play January 1st and January 8th. That's 21 days. I expect him to get activated right before the Arizona Cardinals game. And my assumption would be he'll go through team warm ups, probably won't play. You're saving this cat for the playoffs. So the defensive tackle spot is an issue. And when they put Hassan Ridgeway on IR, that means he's done, D-U-N. They're not bringing him back. But Givens is not on there. So he will return, which is very, very good. So I'm excited about Ken Law, and I really hope that this is something that he can get through. And, you know, it's just one of those things. What was the quote that he used? This is just something I'm going to have to deal with, right? I'm just going to have to struggle with the rest of my career, it seems like. He could he could play solid for one game, but can he bounce back? Did they rest him long enough to where he could play three or four straight weeks? Because that's what we need. I ain't worried about the wild card round. I ain't worried about that. I'm worried about more. I want I want bigger things. I want to be like Brock Purdy going through his progressions. I don't want to take the first down. I want to be greedy. I want the deep shot. That's what I want. I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, just throw this out there. But the last time the Niners swept the division was 1997 before uh, the Rams, Seahawks cards came into the division. Ooh, I do not know the answer to that question, but that was back with the Falcons and all that kind of stuff. That sounds right. 49ers are currently 5-0 and in the division. They've already beat the Rams twice. They've already beat the Seahawks twice. You beat the Cardinals once in Mexico City. That was so fun. Now you get to play them last week of the season. They've got a lot of stuff going on over there, man. Kyler Murray's out, which sucks. Uh, we already played against Colt McCoy. Is that game even going to matter? Is it even going to matter? Because if we look at the standings, right? 49ers have locked up the three seed. Now, you are behind the Minnesota Vikings. They're 10 and three. We're 10 and four. So, like, I mean, they've, we're, we're right on those hills. You got to get that two seed if you can, though. Now, if you look at, the difference with uh, tiebreakers because we don't play them, right? Um, if we had the exact same record, we would get in because our conference schedule is better. We're eight and two; they're six and three currently. And then, and again, they have to slip up. Not only do they have to slip up, we got to keep winning. We have the NFL's best, uh, what's it called, winning streak at seven. Can it keep going, babe? Can we get it to 10? That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. You know, because again, if, if the the reason why you want the three seed is because it would it guarantees you two home playoff games if you win, right? Because let's just say hypothetically, you know, uh, if the standings stay the way they are, here's the seeding rules in the NFL. Okay, right now is one Philly, two Minnesota, three 49ers, four Bucks, five Cowboys, six Commanders, seven Giants. Seattle Seahawks are out of it right now. So if it stayed where it is, remember now, only the first team gets the bye. So you get a 2-7 matchup, 3-6, and a 4-5 matchup, right? So you get the three games. Then it reseeds. It always reseeds in the NFL. So the, the lowest seed, the Eagles, number one, will play the worst-seeded team that is there on and on and on. 
So if all the favorites won out, the second round, the divisional round, would be Philly versus Bucks, and then the 49ers would have to travel to the Vikings. Now, if we flip those two, if we get the two seed, we would be, then the Vikings would come to us, right? In the Kirk Cousins Bowl. That and that's what you want, right? I mean, again, you go back to you know the the just the standings and kind of how it looks. The 49ers have been great at home. They've been great everywhere. We're six and one at home. We're four and three away or on the road. Four and three on the road. Six and one at home. You want that. Let's look at the Vikings. Uh they're four and two away, six and one at home. We got the same home record, which is interesting. Now back to the seven game win streak. Uh, the longest streaks besides ours in the NFL, the Bengals have won five. The Bills have won four in a row. The Eagles have won four in a row. The Cowboys have run won four in a row, and that's pretty much it. Nothing else over two games uh, throughout the entire NFL. We're at seven. We're at seven. Whew. We're at seven. I freaking love it, man. And, like, I don't know. I, I think – we're in a good spot. <laughs> Mike, Mike's the man, dude. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you, man. I always got my coffee mug over here, man. Reminds me of you. Appreciate you uh, throwing that together. Uh, I don't know if I ever showed this one to you guys. Uh, Big Mike made this bad boy for me. Check this out. Got Fred Warner on there. Look at that. I'm not drinking coffee right now, but it was just sitting over here. Um, anyway, he says, Chapman will be working on it until like 3 in the morning. Man, I'm tired, bro. <laughs> I am tired. Uh, so, yeah, what, what's uh, I hang out with the fam. It's going to be an early night. And then in the morning, I will be up. I promise. Uh, we'll be getting you guys your film. We always do. We got you. We got you guys. Um, now, let's see. I think that was about all that I had as far as grades go. I'll be back with you guys to go through you know, the film stuff, some of those takeaways and all that. And again, we've got time. And this weekend, man, we just get to watch football and relax, knowing we clinched the freaking division. Clinched, baby. Clinched. We got this. I freaking love it. I love you guys. Uh, really appreciate all the support, all the kind words. You guys are awesome. Love this community. And, man, we got a lot of time to get through this. And we're going to, trust me, we're going to dig in. Excited about it. Thank you guys for all the continued support. And, man, it's going to be easy. Until next time, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.